0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Starting off on a positive note, if they can't abort you in the womb, (laughs) they'll abort you outside of the womb. There's only two spirits that you can follow. I haven't started the message yet. There's only two spirits that you can follow, although you will hear that in the message. You're either following the spirit of the Antichrist, which is simultaneously the spirit of the world, or you're following the Holy Spirit of the living God, the mighty God of Israel. You're following one or the other. And you can, you can part and parcel that into different sections of life and say, I follow him in this area, I follow him in that area. That is actually true. There's some Christians who don't believe for healing, so they're actually following the antichrist spirit when it comes to healing. There's some Christians who don't believe in tithing, they're actually following the antichrist spirit when it comes to tithing. You're telling me, Tom, that if I don't bust off 10% of every dime that I make that I'm following the antichrist spirit? Absolutely! You're cursed with a curse, even this whole nation, for you have robbed God. Oh, that's Old Covenant. No, it's not. It's the Abrahamic Covenant. Yeah. Melchizedek, Genesis chapter 14, long before the law, he gave a tenth of, he gave a tenth of all that he had to Abram, to Abram, the servant of God and to God himself. Read it for yourself. It's Genesis chapter 14, 18 through 20. Melchizedek brought out bread and wine for he was the priest of God. And he blessed him and said to him, Blessed be Abram, servant of God, who possesses heaven and earth. And he gave him a tithe of all. Read it for yourself. I just summarized it, but read it for yourself. So you can part and parcel it out in different areas of life, or you can say in totality, I follow the spirit of God, or I follow the spirit of the world, the Antichrist spirit. If you look at what is happening in the world right now, now if you're following the Antichrist spirit, all you have to do is follow the bodies and follow the lies. Because he's a murderer from the beginning and the father of all lies whose native language is lying. So what's happening right now? Now I've told you this for a while. This is less of a COVID update because I told you for for quite some time now in our 28th month we are now, what is today? The 17th of July? July. We're 17 days into the 28th month of 15 days to flatten the curve. So was 15 days a lie? Yes. It was a lie then. It was a lie now. It will be a lie for forever. It's always been a lie. But I told you this, and I've told you this for the last 28 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, that it won't stop with vaccines. It won't stop with a 99.9% survival virus, of which they're about to mask all of LA again. On the 29th day of this month, they're going to implement a full indoor mask mandate Again, the Biden administration is talking again about a nationwide mask mandate and nationwide lockdown just in time for the elections. But it's all about your health, COVID-caving Christian. You, you purpo- if you are that way and you call yourself a Christian, you might as well walk around like this. If I could do it both at the same time, if I had three hands, I'd cover my ears and my eyes at the same time. Maybe just like this. (laughs) If you can't see it by now, you are purposely stupid, purposely blind, purposely ignorant. But yet I will tell you this morning, most churches are not going to receive the message that you are receiving. It's got nothing to do with self-aggrandizement. I'm just telling you, it's sad and it's pathetic. That most churches will not receive the word of God this morning that's actually applicable to the time that we are living in. It's gonna be another message about love, another message about grace, none of which is properly, properly ever applied but that's what it's gonna be about again today. while well, everybody sits there and they hide, hide the very fact that they locked down their churches, strapped masks on their face. They had people on their stages with, with holes cut in their mask so the trumpet player could sing, I'm no longer could play, I'm no longer a slave to fear. You have, you have to think, you know, I know right now that the world is laughing at us. I know they are as the basement dummy wanders around from one stage to another trying to shake hands with a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> but the world is laughing at us. The devil's laughing at the church. Tom, why, do you, why are you so negative? I'm not negative. It's either true or it's not. It's not negative or positive. It's either true or it's not. I mean, the the plan of the antichrist unfolds right before the restraining, and the restraining refuses to restrain it. You can't restrain and comply at the same time. You can't restrain the antichrist spirit and comply with the antichrist spirit at the exact same time. You cannot do those things simultaneously. You pick one or you pick the other. Which one did 99.9% of churches, the same survivability rate of COVID, decide to do? I mean, how many more times will people abide in lies because they're terrified of the consequences of the truth? Let's all stand around and pretend a guy's a girl. Let's all stand around and pretend a mask works. There's no difference. And see what's happening now is this. I told you, listen, vaccines are just one venue, one avenue to get you into a one world commerce system. Oh, what is this, the Alex Jones Church? Have you read your Bible? First of all, Alex Jones does does some biblical things. He's a backslidden Baptist, true. Rodney Howard Brown and him are very close. Seriously. He he, he wants to love God. He just can't escape his own sin right now. Who else has been there? You've been there. I've been there. This is not right-wing conspiracy. I've told you this. And it's not me that's telling you this. The Bible will tell you this if you simply read Revelation 13 and 14. If you have the Antichrist spirit and the Antichrist spirit hates you, you no, we're all gonna party in hell. No, you won't. You'll be smelling sulfur and you'll be worm-ridden and burning to death for all of eternity. That's what hell is. So you're following one spirit or the other. So what what the Antichrist spirit, the world spirit is doing, we have not received the spirit of the world. We've received the spirit that is from God. That we may understand what God has freely given us. First Corinthians 2.15. Correction, 1 Corinthians 2. 12. 2.12. We've received the Spirit of God. So if you look right now, what's happening? To, to, to leverage you in to a one world commerce system. Why would they want a one world commerce system? Well, why did why was Mao say tongue Mao? Why was Stalin, Stalin? Why was Hitler, Hitler? Why is Trudeau, Trudeau? Why is Macron, Macron? Why is Ardern, Ardern? Because it's the exact same spirit. The same demon, listen, every single person in here is eternal. This right here isn't, but your soul's eternal. Same as an angel, same as a demon, same as God. You're eternal, you're just created. But you're eternal you ain't never gonna die ever so the same exact demons the same exact demons that were all over adolf hitler are the same ones that are controlling the autocratic dictators the COVID tyrannists that you're seeing today same demons it's a common spirit lest satan should take advantage of us for we're not ignorant of his devices oh that guy looks familiar Those actions are very familiar. Why? Well, why do they want to control people? I don't know. People are saying power. Well, I have power. I mean, do you think what? What's the purpose? Well, it's just how people are. I call them now for the last twenty-eight months of fifteen days to flatten the curve. Power perverts. That's just what they are. They're power pervs. And they've always been that way. It's the same exact common spirit that was there in the 1930s and 40s has come back now. It's never really gone away. It's just what happened this time. In the 1930s, people decided in the 1940s to do what? Oh, I recognize that. I'm going to fight against it the church back in the 30s and 40s said, you know what, I don't think that concentration camps are righteous. So when Scott Morrison, an alleged evangelical believer, starts building COVID camps in Australia, what did the Australian church do? Hey, can we help you build them? They didn't do a daggum thing. There was no restraining in that which is called to restrain. If there's no restraining in that which is called to restrain, that's called the great falling away. We can still stand. So they they want to leverage you in to a one-world commerce system. You're like, no, man, you know, we can always get food here, we can always get food there. Not if they control All the food. Now here's how the left thinks. You don't need farms. We have grocery stores. It's true. Why do we need farms? We got grocery stores. What what do we need oil companies for? We have gas stations. I will never understand people attacking that which they depend on. Every day I need gas, every day I need food, every day we need AC, but let's attack the very companies that provide it and how they provide it. Everybody depends on the police. I love this, and I've said this numerous times, but I'll just say it again. Up in Minneapolis after the George Floyd incident where George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose, that's a fact. Read the coroner's report. It's either facts and there's fiction. Fiction and facts. That's not politically correct. People are gonna leave the church, don't care. You're not gonna have a BLM month? Uh, no, we're not. But up in Minneapolis, St. Paul, they wanted, they, there was a bunch of people who wanted to have a defund the police rally. Well, they were scared to do it because of the element that would show up, so they called the police for security. (laughs) Absolute fact. That's how people think. That's the same thing as thinking, we don't need oil companies, we have gas stations. We don't need farmers, we have grocery stores. We don't need the police, we have 911. Who's coming? That's how Americans think. It's all such a given. That's how Americans think. We don't need wheat. We have Cheerios on the shelf. (laughs) So people think. So now what are they doing? See now, people think, okay, well, there's always lots of options. The goal is to get you to a place where there are no options. So there's only one way to get food, one way to get gas. Oh, what's happening right now? Let's see, worldwide fuel shortages. Even though, do you know how many Saudi Arabias exist in the United States in fuel? Do you know? You should know. There's a Saudi Arabia under three states. I can remember two of them. Pennsylvania is one. Alaska is another, and I can't remember the other. It's not Texas, believe it or not. Texas is huge, but it's not Texas. North Dakota, maybe. I can't remember, that I got it from Steve Bannon. There's three Saudi Arabias in America alone. That's not de- that has nothing to do with offshore dwell- drilling. That doesn't include Texas. Texas has enough oil in it to supply the United States for at least 100 years itself. And they talk about overpopulation. Every human being could live in the state of Texas on the globe. That's an absolute fact. And they want to talk about, we need to decrease the earth's population. Decrease the earth's population of the people that God loves. The people that God created before he formed them in the womb, he knew you. And you want to decrease them. Uh, who would be speaking that? If you want to decrease that, which God's God loves, then what spirit are you? So now what they're doing is, you know, what, it's not that COVID's going away. Obviously. Try not to lapse into a massive COVID rage fest right now, but there's so many things percolating in my head about it. I'm trying to get to the point. However, right now in the most heavily COVID mitigated countries on the planet, what's happening? In the country of Australia, the nation of Australia, if you look at 2020, 2021, and 2022, from January to May in each one of those three years. Now, what did that encompass? Obviously, when COVID began, March 2020, right? Well, this year in Australia, there have been more COVID deaths this year in those months than 2020 and 2021 combined. 92% vaccination rate and yet, they will still come out and peddle it, depending on people being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yes, yes, Hosea four six says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But that's a universal principle. So is so is study to, to show yourself approved. People are dist- these have a politician. All you have to do to fool people, I've discovered this now. I've discovered all you need to do to fool people is put a lab coat on. all you have to do i should put a priestly robe on maybe people believe i'm a legitimate pastor (laughs) put a lab coat on march in front of a podium and say i'm an expert expert really today amounts to a giant pile of dung means absolutely nothing if you're an expert again who will abide in lies because you're afraid of the consequences of the truth Many doctors are coming out right now. Listen, you need to understand something. I love doctors. I really do. For all the doctors, the Christians will all be dead. And I love Christians. I love doctors and I love nurses. I've depended on them at various stages of my life. I shouldn't have been, but I was. Why? Because of unbelief. But I love these people, but the sad thing is is that mo- doctors are coming out all over the place right now. Well, you know, this is the truth, but we're not going to say it because we're afraid that it'll affect our jobs. We could lose our jobs. We could lose our career. So you'd rather people die than be a Simone Gold? Than be a Charles Hoff or a Ryan Cole or Robert Malone? You'd rather abide in lies and have people die than maybe your career? takes a left-hand turn. and quiet in here. Why is it so quiet in here all of a sudden? Because there's a lot of people who make that same decision. It came my way March of 2020 with my booming, thriving church of 150 to 200, 150 to 200, 150 to 200 for 15 years. And I had to make a decision. It reminds me. Of that Gordon Ramsay show, I can't remember, Kitchen Nightmares. That's what my church was. It was a kitchen nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> 150, 200, 150, 200. 203, oh my, how oh, back to 174. <laughs> and I had, it, they come in Kitchen Nightmares here. This is why you're staying the same and never getting better. Most people rebel against it. But the evidence says that you're not right. Doesn't matter, I'm still right. People are laughing, but is that you? Have things changed? Have things drastically changed in your life? Recently? They should be, because where's the fruit? That's, all, that's what I had to say about myself in pastoring this church. Well, we're, you know we want to be successful. We want to do this. We want to do that. Well, you're going to have to drastically change. Well, why would I need to drastically change? Because what you're doing is not working. What you're doing creates a church of 150 to 200, which, by the way, a lot of pastors would kill for. But it wasn't good enough for me. So when COVID came, I had to face the possibility of losing half the church. 30 to 40% of the church got up and left. I thank God that all you good people replaced those weaklings. But you face it, you're like, you know what, am I going to take the hit? Well, if I've been willing to take the hit, why is the doc not taking the hit? He knows what's true. He knows what's under the microscope. It's coming out right now about Anthony Fauci. They had somebody come out and speak about him the other day. I can't remember who it was, but i tell you. I had it for the podcast, but now it's gone out of my head. Came out and said that he appears to be woefully unprepared. Doesn't appear to have any knowledge of recent studies. Doesn't come armed with recent studies, which is exactly what Scott Atlas said when he was assigned late into the COVID task force under Burks and Fauci. He said that Burks and Fauci both showed up without facts, without reading studies, weren't even using terms correctly, weren't pronouncing medical terms correctly. But they're the experts, and now she's out pimping and whoring a book. Yeah, I say pimp and whore from the pulpit. Just warning the new people. I never drop F-bombs ever in life, S-bombs, D-bombs, A-bombs, nothing. I say caboose kapoo, and pimp and whore, and an occasional crap. It's as bad as it gets. But what they're doing now is, of course, they've used vaccines, and no matter what happens, people just keep taking them. I've told you this before. It's the it's the perfect demonic circle. They vaccinate people. They get ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, so they have no immune system, which, by the way, they're birthing 3,500 children a week in Australia without immune systems. Why is that happening? Well, when did the t- it actually takes 10 months for the gestation of a baby, right? So all those kids are being born now. Well, what happened 10 months ago? So if you inject yourself with a gene therapy, a fluid that alters your genetic material, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to give everybody you know, medical theory here this morning, but if your genetic material is altered and it's your genetic material that you pass on to your child, then why is it in Australia where they used to have about 350 a week born like that and now it's 3,500 a week? And what are they saying in Australia? What are they saying? More, more people have died this year than all of 2020 and 2021 combined of COVID. What are they telling you to do? The experts. Get boosted. Number four. Canada just approved Moderna for six-month-olds. You know, I hate... How Europeans, sorry if you're European here, actually I'm not sorry. <laughs> I hate how Europeans look down on Americans. Right. I'm like, oh, the Americans that are the only reason why you're not speaking Chinese? Right. Notice they said Chinese, not Russian. Chinese. Right. Not Russian, right. Chinese. They look down their noses at us, but you know what? They're the only ones smart enough to ban the Moderna vaccine for people under the age of 18. Why has that not happened here? It's not just not happened here. They're lining up six-month-olds to take it because if they can't abort you in the womb, they'll abort you outside of the womb. So now what are they doing to pigeonhole you in, to leverage you in to the one world commerce system? They're buying up farmland. They're confiscating farmland where they can confiscate it, and they're buying up farmland where they can buy it. Where can they buy it? Right here, baby. I got the stats. Bill Gates owns three hundred thousand acres. Chinese Communist Party owns two hundred thousand acres in America. The single largest private farmland owner in America is Bill Gates, the man who wants to lower the Earth's population and wants you to eat lab processed meat made out of the waste that comes from Chinese noodle making. Fat you think, he's, gonna, you think he's, uh, he's unleashing the bovine on those land to make more meat? You think he's breeding cattle? You think he's bringing Angus cattle, like Rodney Howard Brown's doing on his ranch? No. What's going on in the Netherlands right now? Anybody ever heard of ESG? ESG is a rating that you get from the global collective of morons. They call themselves climate activists. (laughs) Oh, the climate's changing. Yeah, no kidding. It always changes, you idiot. (laughs) It's different now than it was 100 years ago. And by the way, since 2003, we've been cooling. Remember, anybody ever gone back? Oh man, am I ever gonna preach this message? Anybody ever gone back and researched how the climate change movement began? Started off with global cooling. We're all going to die because we're all going to freeze to death. That's not the book of Revelation. The vengeance angel of God will spill, horse, will spill blood to the horse's bridle is what will end this planet. Ain't going to be no icicle. <laughs> Snowstorm. I don't read that in the book of Revelation. The great snowstorm came. <laughs> Everyone became a snowwoman or a snowman. And they could identify as either one. <laughs> now it began with global cooling. That didn't work out. They're just like the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons. Not one of their prophecies ever comes true. So what do they do? Change the prophecy. So that didn't work out, so they went to global warming. Well, then Al Gore said that by 2009, Miami and New York would be underwater. Whoops, it's 2022. He's still flying around making billions of dollars. And as the largest, he has a 27 person carbon footprint every year that he puts out, himself. And they measure everybody's carbon footprint. He's the equivalent of 27 people himself every year. Himself. But yet he has goes about on about the world as he plants an occasional fern. <laughs> so it, it takes up for his carbon footprint. So that didn't work out. So global warming didn't work out. None of their prognostications became, came true. None of their predictions came true, so now they had to change the climate change. Well, how do you, how do you beat climate change? Climate always changes. Oh, the winter, it was, a, it was a warm winter this year. Oh, yeah, it was a cold one last year. The climate changed. <laughs> it's hotter today than yesterday. That's a change. There's no way to defeat it. It's what they always do is create a problem and then offer you their solution. They'll just make it up out of thin air. They'll either, cre- they'll either just make it up out of thin air like climate change or they'll create it. And create a virus in a laboratory, war game against it, event 201, release it at the World Military Games in Wuhan, China, same place where the lab's at, that's where the World Military Games were at, release it there, and then offer you their various solutions, which are way worse than the problem, all for a control agenda. This is not, this is not politics. I'm trying to get the church to be the restraining. As you've heard me say over the last two years, the world should be scared of the church. It shouldn't be the church complying with the world. ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance. Environmental means, of course, the obvious. You have to comply with our climate change standards. Social means that you have to to hold your suppliers to standard, to climate change standards. And governance means, I read all this, governance means that that there has to be equity in your hiring, of course, right? Now there's only three countries on the globe our score in America, ESG score is 68. Only three countries on the planet, which means, by the way, we're well over halfway there. It's not good. It's better than some, but it's not good. It's a D, and by grading standards, but it certainly isn't failing. So right now, we're, we've been approved in the United States by the ESG standard. Only, 90, only three countries have received a 90% score. Which ones are they? Sri Lanka, Ghana, and the Netherlands. What's happening in Sri Lanka right now? They're gone. World Economic Forum promised them that they'd be wealthy by 2025. They would just go their way. So did the World Bank and the IMF. Didn't really happen. As I saw on video, the prime minister of that country running to a ship. Didn't work out real well for him, did it? Because they told them, you know, we, you, need, you need to reach these climate change standards. We want you to use environmentally friendly fertilizer. It doesn't grow food, but it won't hurt the environment. So as Tucker Carlson said the other night, that you can rejoice in the fact that you're not releasing nitrates into the air as you're dying. Of starvation, which is exactly what's happening in Ghana and exactly what they're using to confiscate farmland in the Netherlands. The number two agricultural producer on the globe. What does this have to do with Christianity? I don't know, does anybody in here eat outside of me? (laughs) So they're using that to confiscate farmland. Why? Two reasons. So they can control and then I'll actually preach the message, 11.25, we'll still be out here at normal time, maybe. <laughs> Two reasons why they wanna confiscate farmland, what are they? You need to know, study to show yourself approved, what are they? You need to know. I'm not saying live in oppression. I don't walk around, I study all this stuff, I spend, I get up. my wife gets on me about it. I look at my screen time, my screen time's not TV. My screen time is endlessly reading this stuff. I'm not saying walk around oppressed by it. I'm saying walk around knowing about it so that you can preach about it. You gotta save people from it. Most people are gonna fall for this. But we can pluck embers from the fire. It'll be worth it to you at the great white throne judgment. It'll be worth it to you in eternity. But why? Are they st- why? Why is Bill Gates and the CCP and the, and the Netherlands confiscating farmland or buying farmland? Why? Two reasons. So that they control the food. They lower the supply of food. And there's actually three reasons, but one of them is a sub-reason of another. You drive everybody. Farmers are the most independent people in the world because they, they, they don't need the government. They grow their own food. Right? So you drive all the farmers, you take up all their land, you drive everybody into cities. If you're in a city, then it's easier to implement a one-world commerce system than if we're all scattered all over the place with our own gardens and our own chickens. You drive everybody into a city. This is all the book of Revelation that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave. You believe that's just going to happen by the devil walking up to people's doors? Hello! (laughs) Satan here. Got a mark for your forehead or on your right hand. Well, why would I take it? Well, because you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without it. I don't need to. I have all that I need here. you got to get people to the place where they don't have all that they need here. And I'm not just talking about your houses. I'm talking about just in your communities. Right now, at this very moment, I have all that I need here. I mean, even in front of the, right in front of the church, there's Cokes and Slurpees and donuts and all of the major food groups right at the Shell station. And I go in there, I buy it however I want. But how they want you to do it is you've got to get their green pass. You've got to get their COVID card, their vaccine passport, their common pass. And in order for you to get that, you must comply politically, theologically, and philosophically. You want, you want, to, get a, you want to get a cavity filled? No problem. They own all the dentists. All you need to do is vote this way. All you need to do is call a guy or girl. All you need to do is give us all your money. That's why they're taking away cash. Who leads the world in cashless societies? Who? What's the country? You should know this. Somebody just said it. No, nope. Ukraine. Number one in the world. They are cashless. Completely and totally cashless. They track everything. That's Ukraine. Wonder why everything's happening there. Hmm. I don't know. It's all about democracy, though. Gotta go fight for democracy for an autocratic dictator. So, they want to limit the world's food supply so that you have to come to them for their solution. Cause the problem, worldwide hunger, you gotta go to them for their solution. Their solution will be eventually, right now it's a QR coded mark of the beast on your phone. That's not the real mark of the beast. It's a skid greaser for the mark of the beast, but eventually it'll be the mark of the beast. And what are you and I supposed to be doing? Restraining. Saying the things that need to be said. Doing the things that need to be done. But my family might not like me. What's that gonna matter? You aren't even gonna be married in heaven. She's, she looks at faces out here see the looks that I see. There's a range of looks across here from complete disinterest to utter anger. I hate him. I hate that guy. Why am I here? Why does God make me attend this year? I don't know. He wants you here. Maybe so that you don't end up with a QR code on your forehead. Ain't nobody else gonna tell you outside of Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown. Arthur Pulaski, few others. Nobody else is gonna tell you. I wouldn't want to offend anybody now. When, what, what was, when was that a prereq in the Bible? So they want to limit the world's food supply. What's the last thing? And then I'll preach the message and we'll be out of here by 2.30. No later than 2.30, we're gone. I promise you. Three hours from now, we're out. I'm only kidding for the new people in here. We'll be out by 1.45. (laughs) Limit the world's food supply so that you have to come to them for the solution to their problem, right? That's number one. Number two, it's to accommodate illegal aliens. Mark Rutt, the prime minister of the Netherlands, is on the record. I played it on the podcast last night saying that it's much easier than to try to redevelop urban areas. It's much easier to take the farmland and to build housing units on the farmland for all the illegal aliens. Now, who's having an illegal alien problem? Let's see. They are. The entire European Union is. The United States allows them between two and 10 million Illegal aliens per year. I know everybody hears 2.5. Everybody hears that, right? That's what was allowed in 2021, 2.5 million. That doesn't count the runaways. That's documented. 2.5 million illegal aliens crossed the border and are currently living in the United States, most of them. But it's really, if you look at how the CBP, Customs and Border Patrol, actually tabulates it, they say whatever that number is, 2.5, you can times it by one to five times is what really got through. So, and that doesn't count legal immigration, by the way. How many many legal immigrants do we allow in the country every year? Anybody know? One plus million. What does that mean? They allow in one million actual people, but it's called chain migration. So it's not just that they only count the one, and it's really 1.5 million. They count the one, but it's chain migration. So Uncle Jimmy comes, Aunt Bertha comes, the 12 kids come, the wife comes, the wife's family comes. So for every one, you can add another 15 on top of it. That's what what's what allowed in every year legally. I wonder why we're $30.5 trillion in debt. As almost all the illegals jump on the welfare system. Oh, it's not welfare, Tom. They just call it something else, but it's welfare. Why would they want all of these people to flood the zone? Why? Again, everyone's thinking right now, this is right-wing politics. This is a Trump church. Ain't no Trump church. You're a chump church. This is not a Trump church. (laughs) Can't stand what Trump says about vaccines. Makes me nauseous, just so you know. You think I'm not an equal opportunity offender? You don't watch the podcast. People were very upset with me, what I said about Trump. Him out there still, to this day, pimping and whoring is Operation Warp Speed, but he can turn sideways and shove, up, uh, shove it up his 74-year-old caboose. <laughs> or however old he is now, 76 or whatever. So why would they want to flood the zone with, zones with illegals? This is biblical, why? Because then they have no loyalty to the country they've illegally immigrated into, so they won't mind being governed by who? You and I, we, no matter how stained it is right now, we look to the Capitol. We look to the White House. We look to the presidency. We look to the governors. We look to our national heritage. We look to the Declaration of Independence. We look to the Constitution. They don't. So they'll be perfectly willing to schluff off the Constitution of the Netherlands the Constitution of the United States and follow a global dictatorship coming out of Davos, Switzerland. That's why they're doing it. Understand the why so you understand how to restrain it. That's what you do. I did not intend to talk like that for 45 minutes. However, I did. So I'm going to try to cram in this message in this brief period of time. Let me tell you this. As I launched with last week, I'm launching with today. Is passivity an attribute or a detriment? How about neutrality, attribute or detriment? (laughs) Dump them both for life. Don't be passive about anything. Don't be neutral on anything. Take sides. I'm not talking about taking sides and family fights where everybody's wrong. Take the side of what is right. Take the side of the word of God. Our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Philippians 3:20, above all else, you and I are citizens of the living God. I am more loyal to God than I am the constitution. You stand in that there's no neutrality. There's no passivity. I stand unequivocally in the word of God. What the world says about healing is where I stand. What the world world says about prosperity is where I stand. Well, that's going to offend the people who don't believe in health and wealth. They're just unbiblical people. Afraid of the consequences of the truth, so they abide in lies. They don't want to be called names. Oh, there's that health and wealth preacher. Go ahead, call me whatever you want. I've been called misogynist. I've been called racist. I've been called homophobe. I've been called male chauvinist pig. Call me whatever you want. But what I will answer your accusations with is Bible verses. There's no neutrality. Now, if you want to, this, the title of this message series is Next Level. If you want to get to the next level, how many of you have unsaved loved ones? How many of you have marriages that you want to be better? How many of you want to win the lost and perform miracles? That's all next level stuff. How many of you want to have a marriage that you actually enjoy? Instead of going to the conference that says, marriage is hard work. Who, really, you walk the aisle for hard work? I can get hard work anywhere. I can get celibacy anywhere. We are married for a reason. And it certainly wasn't for hard work. The reason why your marriage is hard work is ain't nobody following the Holy Ghost. Right. <laughs> we drunk. You smoke a bunch of doobage and get wide before he came in here. Everybody's scared to death to say their marriage stinks. If it stinks, it stinks. I'm looking at your faces. This is a little clue for everybody. If you hate each other, it stinks. (laughs) You're welcome. Just trying to help you. If you want to go to the next level, then you have to think like God. It's all about thinking. That's the next message series, probably, is perspective. But it's all about thinking. Repentance is a change of mind. It's all about how you think, for as he thinks in his heart. If you want to go, it's just like this. Have you ever noticed that a lot of businesses fail once the dad retires or dies? The sons are right there. They've mirrored him their entire life. Watched him. Emulated him. Worked for him and with him. Yet when dad retires, the business goes to squat. How many of you used to go? You go, it was a great restaurant until the owner gave it to his son or daughter. Why does that happen? Because in order to be great, to be next level, you have to think like your dad. Who has known the mind of the Lord? 1 Corinthians 2.16. Who has known the mind of the Lord? that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. The only problem is none of us put in the work. None of us you know, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You can't know what the will of God is without a renewed mind. You can't test and approve what is the will of God without a renewed mind. People with their unrenewed minds make humongous decisions who they go into business with, who they marry, who they date, what church they go to. They do it with an unrenewed mind, but you've been given the mind of Christ. But you're going to have to work to reveal it, to melt the ice of unbelief. What's the work? Prayer, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. Every day, nonstop, no neutrality, no passivity. You miss a day of Bible study, you just went backwards. You miss a day of prayer, you just went backwards. Tom, you sound like a religious person. So what? How's, how's it working for you? Where's that next level Christianity? I know there's some next level people. And there's people here that are better Christians than me. I'm just saying, you know, whatever applies to you, applies to you. Is there no next level for you to get to? And you have to drop passivity and neutrality are not attributes. I don't care what the Republican Party says or the Democratic Party says. Well, you know, we don't want our politicians to look angry. They should be angry. Look at what this we, we abort more people than anybody on the globe outside of China. 30 trillion dollars in debt. There ought to be some anger on the stage instead of everybody trying to look like an art church pastor from abundant whatever life church everybody has to talk in a monotone voice because we wouldn't want to offend you know if anybody has a problem with with what i'm saying today i just want to invite you to meet with my assistant for a meeting and i'll be happy to discuss the various issues that you have cram it This is exactly what you need. If that offended you, this is the right place for you. Now there's one key area, and this is what the message was supposed to be about, that was supposed to start 42 minutes ago. There's one key area that you have to focus on that will appear overly rudimentary for the haughty Christians in this room. They think you've mastered the basics. I'm going to tell you something I am in this room, and I am telling you, there's not one person in this building that has mastered the basics. Not a one. We don't have the fruit to prove it. I just said, we. Don't come up to me afterwards. (laughs) Nobody does anyway. Everyone's terrified. (laughs) I was really offended by what you said. So? So? Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if, any, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Philippians 3.15. But there's that one key area. No neutrality, no passivity. Sin. No neutrality, no passivity when it comes to sin. Let me just lay this out for you. There are things that are sin and there are things that are not. What happens the perfect camouflage, the perfect gaslit propaganda that's let loose in the church is to conflate things that are not sin with sin and things that are sin with things that are not sin. Stupidity is not sin. It's stupid. You can be depressed and go to heaven. There's a difference between sin and all other activities. Being uneducated is not sin. And that's the first thing that you have to know, is that there's things that are sin and the things that are not. Being moody is not sin. Trying to think of various other things, they'll come. You're following, remember what I said, one of two spirits. You cannot follow both. You make a decision. Now, right now, we're focusing on sin. Will you follow what the Holy Ghost says about sin, or will you follow follow what the Antichrist says about sin? The Antichrist spirit, the world's spirit. Which one will you follow? Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Romans 14, 23, right? What does that mean? Tom, that seems to contradict what you just said. No, it's simple as this. All attributes, it all comes down to Isaiah 64, 6. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. All the people that think that they're justifying themselves and eradicating their sin through good works... We have this foundation and that foundation. That's all. All those sins will still be accounted to that person. That's what that verse means. All our righteousnesses don't do a daggum thing to eradicate sin. Remember this in case I don't get to it. Sin will either be burned or eradicated. There is no middle ground. It's burned or it's eradicated. It's never tolerated. You have to be clear on sin. Adultery is sin. Saying a mean thing is not. Is there two different? Th- now will the mean people end up sinning more often? Probably. But there are things that are sin. All sin is carnal, but not all carnality is sin. Why do you have to make it so specific? Because you have to hone in on sin first. You have to think like God. What did God send Jesus here for? To heal your body. Two, number one, eradicate sin. Because he doesn't want it to burn. You always hear me quote Matthew 537, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's exactly what it has to be with sin. You're hot or you're cold with it. Make a decision today. One spirit accommodates it. I have a list of one, two, three, four, five things. One spirit accommodates it, tolerates it, ignores it, avoids it, enables it. All of those things, it's actually they falsely are doing those things, but one spirit does those things. I want We'll, we'll focus on accommodation and tolerance. They accommodate sin. They tolerate sin. All to get you to an end. All to get you to the place where they want to get you at. Knowing what is to come. They're tolerating it to get you to a place. You know, don't worry, I know you lie. It's just, it just, they're just little white lies. You know, people ask you why you weren't there. Oh, I was just too busy. Lie. Why don't you just tell them you don't want to come? I get invited to stuff all the time. No. Why? Don't want to go. I pretty much let people know I'm not coming to your kid's birthday party, all right? That's for parents with little kids. I'm 53. My kids are 23 and 21. I'm not coming to your five-year-old's fifth birthday. I'm not. Why? Because I don't want to. It's boring. I know how busy you are, it's not because I'm busy. I don't wanna go. Oh, that's, that's, you know, you being selfish. Selfishness is not a sin. Lying is. Will selfishness lead to sin? Yes, it could. But in and of itself, it's not sin. Speeding is not sin. Listen, there's consequences to it. Then the cop pulls you over and says, why were you speeding? Oh, I really wasn't paying attention. Oh yeah, you were. You knew exactly what, now you're lying. (laughs) Know the difference. Well, it's all sin. No, it's not. There's things that are sin and there's things that are not. And all of this, again, again, is to conflate sin with all other things, to tolerate it, to accommodate it. You know, I know, me and my husband and I, yeah, we're, we love Jesus, we love Jesus. Now we, we, every Saturday night, we go out with our friends, and we all get a little lit, we're all a little overboard, but you know what, it's all right. No, you're going straight to hell for it. See how quiet it gets? Why, 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 why do you doubt me? It's not, it's not my opinion, that happens to be 1 Corinthians chapter 6 Nine and ten, that says the drunkard will not inherit the kingdom of God. Written to who? I warn you now, as I've warned you before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't care that you said a sinner's prayer, you walked away. You deliberately kept on sinning. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that, was, that will consume the enemies of God. Written to the Christians in Jerusalem. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. The warning verse is Galatians five nineteen through 21. Voice inflections, anger is not sin. Well, we all fail. I'm not the dad that I should be. Not sin. Are there consequences to stupid things? But it doesn't make them sin. Now, now, a lot of you are probably thinking, oh, he's given us a license to behave stupidly. You wanna do that? If you're, going to, if you're going to glean that from this message, you deserve the label stupid. I'm trying to get you to the, to the root of Christianity is dealing with sin. Until you think of it like God, You're not going to heal like God. You're not going to prosper like God. You're not going to save people like God. Because you're not thinking like that. The business is going downhill. Now, in these end times, churches like ours, remnant churches, we will rise. With bold signs and wonders and miracles. Just remember, though, people who want to accommodate sin. How do you accommodate it? Don't talk about it. Oh, I wonder why it is that my husband, all his devices have a password that I can't get into. Why would that be, I wonder? Well, why is it that he spends copious amounts of time behind a locked door? Why, why would that be? Tom, you looking down on people's sin? No, I've sinned that way many times. I'm just honest about, I've turned from my sin. I've turned from my sexual immorality. How, Pastor, you admit, of course I admit it. Why would I not? Why would he... So you're just never gonna talk about it? He just goes to church? I counseled a woman one time at the sheriff's office, which I don't usually do, she just pulled her patrol car up next to mine and was just poured her guts out, knew I passed her to church. I've known her for a long time and just told me about her husband who's like a deacon in the church, Mister, he's Mr. Security. Breaking one nine, we got, a, we, got a, we got an infiltrator in zone four. Everybody thinks she's a beacon of light? He's living in absolute hell-bound sin. Credit to her, she talked about it. Accommodating it, what, sh- what should she do? Go to the pastor and tell him. You know who's working at your church? Well, you can tell me. Oh, there's certain people, Tom, that you would never fire. You don't know me. I started this church with friends. They're all gone. (laughs) Seriously. 2004, we started this church. And and hardly anybody left. The Dexters are left. That's it. trying to think of if there's there's any more. (laughs) Accommodating it is acting like it's not there. Uh, It it can be that, or you can actually accommodate it by using verbiage. Like, you know, it's all a journey. It's a faith journey. Do the best that you can. Just keep trying. God's grace will cover. There's no no sin that's not so big that God won't cover. Uh, He doesn't cover any sin that's unrepentant. See the great delusion that is over the church is that people honestly believe that God covers unrepentant sin. He does not cover unrepentant sin. What shall we say then? Should we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. How can we live in sin any longer? That's the Bible. But accommodating it and tolerating it is all trying to get you to the end game, the end result which is burning in hell for all of eternity. And those people, those people will be called more loving than me, more loving than you. Oh, look how loving they are. You know what, they're just, homosexuals, they feel comfortable inside their church. Like, Tom, are you picking on homosexuals? I just ripped pornographers, which are all men, heterosexual men. All, all sin doesn't matter what it is. Unrepentant sin sends people straight to hell, period. I don't, it doesn't matter whether you've ever been saved or not. I'm not talking about struggling with sin. I, you know, I lied today. Lord, forgive me for my lie. Turn from it in Jesus' name. How many of you live? Don't raise your hands. How many of you live like that? Oh, man, I threw a blue, you know, I just told you the other day, I got a new phone because I smashed my phone. What did I do with that sin? Act like I didn't sin. I smashed my phone against a metal pole on purpose. Wasting my money was not a sin. And there was a lot of money that I wasted. The temper tantrum was the sin. What did I do with it? I went to God out loud and said, Lord, I ask you to forgive me for the temper tantrum that I threw today as the pastor of Foundation Church. No, I didn't pay that, that part last part. In. I don't, I don't get with, I don't I don't go to God as the pastor of Foundation Church. I go to God as Tom. Lord, I blew it. I sinned. I've gone to my own family numerous times and said, Listen, can you forgive me for my sin? I lied to you. I treated you poorly. I threw a temper tantrum in the midst of you, whatever it may be. It's not to be accommodated like, well, you know, dad's getting better. If you apply the wrong sin to that, it never works. If it's a liar, you kind of, well, you know, he tells the truth more often now. What if it was adultery or murder? Sin, sin. The person who murders the abortion doctor goes to the same hell as the abortion doctor. Well, he murdered less this year. He sure is trying hard. (laughs) Normally, he commits adultery seven times a year. This time, he lowered it to four. Nobody ever thinks logically. Well, you know, we only get drunk when we go on the cruises. You're going to hell for it! Boom! Boom! Old school Christian right there. Not afraid to speak it. That's right, because it's true. A lot of you have been so church-sized, you don't think what I'm doing right now is Christ-like. The Bible's not Christ-like to you? Jesus is not Christ-like? The Word, who is Jesus, is not Christ-like? Everybody thinks accommodation and tolerance, looking the other way. Sinners feeling comfortable inside the church shouldn't feel comfortable, they should feel loved. So two very different things. Some of the most loving people in your life are the ones who make you uncomfortable. My wife makes me uncomfortable. I don't have, there's there's no accommodation there. No tolerance. Well, I just you know, just keep failing in this area. Why isn't this working? Because you never pray. Because you don't study like you should. And you're like, Tom, don't you pray? I pray and study probably more than most people in this room, but ain't enough for her. I literally have, I don't know, is it thousands or hundreds or whatever it is, hundreds and hundreds or thousands of Bible verses memorized. It's not enough for her. Why can't I get this done? Why can't I accomplish this? Why can't I get to the spiritual goal? Have you fasted? But I want a Slurpee. I... <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. I never asked my wife, what do you think of the message today? Not a word, ever. I learned my lesson. But there's no doubt who loves me the most, who's most loyal, who sticks by me even in the midst of failings. Now here's the thing, would she stick by me in the midst of adultery or failings? There's a difference. I didn't pray enough, not sin. Lying or adultery, sin. Do you see? You've got, there's, I'm not getting to the real meat of this today, but you've got to start with that. Don't think, oh, that sounds like a works based salvation. Churchized! You've been churchized. You've been arch churchized. Never said it, never say a word about anybody's sin so that they all stay. You all saw the first Sunday here. Why were there so many people here the first Sunday here? Why? You didn't think I was gonna empty this place out? I'll create empty purple chairs used to be empty brown chairs now it's empty purple chairs most pastors come into there because what happened was the previous church told them that it was a church merge it was never that's a bold-faced lie they also told us that when you're walking around the building if people come up to you and ask you who you are tell them that you're an insurance company how's that for a church And what oh okay no problem. No, you can t- spin that sideways. <whistles> no, we aren't lying. That's sin. But when they when they packed it in here, I'm am I'm, I'm most pastors would be like, "Man, mission accomplished." You know, what what am I what can I do to keep all these people here? That's not your goal, that's not your job. What's your job? Preach Preach the word, instantly. Right now, popular or unpopular, preach the word in season, out of season, reprove, correct, rebuke, sternly correct, and exhort with all long suffering in doctrine. That's what you do. The fornicator, the liar, the pornographer, the adulterer, the homosexual will know that they are sinning at Foundation Church. They will know. Why? Because I love them. I'm not trying. I am not trying to sedate them. I am trying to save them. I am not trying to profit off of them. I'm not trying to be a successful pastor off of them. I am trying to save them from the pit of hell. No ambiguity. No ambiguity. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 21 27, first verse. Revelation 21 8, second verse. Saving people from not having their names written in the book of life. Tell them! Well, you know, we're having Thanksgiving. Don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable, so I'm not going to say anything. So I'm putting my mask on. Okay, you know right there. It's not a sin to wear a mask. It's carnal. And maybe it could be construed as a sin. It certainly is a lie. Listen, I'm not saying that you go to the Thanksgiving dinner and say, hey, I just wanna let everybody know you're all burning in hell for all of eternity. <laughs> I know you asked me to open up in prayer, let me open up with this. Lord, <laughs> For all my relatives that are in the room right now that will spend eternity in a worm-ridden hell, I pray over them now. But what I'm saying is when doors open up, see my family knows, they tiptoe through the tulips when I'm in the room. Nothing's brought up. Because if you bring it up, I'm talking. I warn you, people, people have been signing up for counseling with me. I don't know if I've seen them since, I'm looking. I don't see my latest one. You probably will never come back to the church again. as you want somebody to tolerate you, to enable you, to accommodate you, to tell you that you've been trying really hard. I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm going to tell you to take a 180-degree turn now. Now. Not tomorrow. Don't try to lower the percentages. Turn now. How does God feel about sin? How does he feel? He hates sin. What? Do you know that there's even sinners that he hates? You just violated the primary Tenant of the grace-filled church. That's right, I did. There are six things the Lord hates. Seven that are there are six things the Lord hates. God never hates anything. You're a liar. And you believe that me saying the word of God makes me unchristlike. Yeah, I told you this a couple weeks ago. It's just like Justin Bieber's wife. Put herself in the news. I'm not gossiping about it. She wrote it. That she gets attacked by evangelicals because of her underwear ads. Uh, you should be attacked by evangelicals because of your underwear ads. You shouldn't. I'm just. I'm again. This is free advice. <laughs> you ought not to dress in see-through underwear and put yourself in all sorts of positions that cause men to lust over you on purpose for your own personal profit, and then call yourself a born-again believer. And she says, that criticism, that's not criticism. That's called preaching the word instantly, in season, out of season, reproving you and rebuking you. That is not un like But for her, she's created her own version of Jesus and any violation of those tenets makes you un like it's like all the leftist globalists that have formed their own version of democracy which, in, which, which includes freezing people's bank accounts, forcing them to take vaccines and then if you violate their tenets of democracy then you're assaulting democracy. I'm not assaulting democracy. I'm assaulting your version of democracy. Which is extremely convoluted and not democratic. You, you know what? If you want things to be Uh, democracy you might want to include that they're democratic sins hated by God there are six things the Lord hates seven that are abomination to him haughty eyes a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood a heart that devises wicked schemes feet that are quick to rush into evil a false witness who pours out lies and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers did you notice the last two He actually doesn't like, hates the person who's a false witness who pours out lies and stirs up dissension among brothers. Think about that the next time you're about to gossip. Well, I'm justified because you know what? Aaron didn't say hi to me this morning. You know, I think there's some issues inside the worship team I like to discuss with you. Shouldn't you discuss them with Aaron? Oh, but you're too much of a coward. That's right. Right? You got a problem with Foundation Church? You're not a galactic idiot? Make an appointment. I'll talk to you. You're like, Tom, why do you talk that way? Because I'm sick of it. Listen, I'm not here for anybody's agenda outside the Holy Ghost. Not, not for other Christians who wander around from church to church like some sort of floating seed in the air waiting for a place for them to land and germinate. They just look for a vulnerable church that will accommodate their weirdness as they come in and destroy the ministry. I'll finish with this. So sin is hated by God, where do you get that from? And I wanna finish with two points, two points with you. Revelation 2.6, this is speaking to the church at Ephesus, and then we're gonna close talking about the church at Ephesus because I wanna leave you with some knowledge. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, Who are the, what were the Nicolaitans? Sexual perverts. What are we seeing today? Parades, drag shows, the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, said Jesus. Thus, in Revelation 2.15, thus you have also those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. So He does hate those things. He doesn't like it that inside the church, Sexual sin is accommodated. Well, you know, we're trying to win the homosexual to the Lord. Tell them they're sinning. Preach the word to them. This is what a lot of you parents did. You never addressed your children's sin. You accommodated them. You wanted to win them to Jesus without using Jesus. So it's a false Jesus that you're winning them to. You're winning them to your own. You know that your daughter is fornicating with her boyfriend and you don't say a thing because you don't think it's loving. See how quiet it is in here? That's why people don't come back. We hope will lots of new people came oh Yeah, about one will come back. Can't take it. It's too much to lose abiding in the truth. Too much to gain by abiding in lies. I can think of myself as a great dad. You're a great dad? You sure? Nobody's saved in your house and you're a great dad because you refuse to confront your children? Everyone will bring up these hardcore stories about my parents were so hard on me. What the problem was with parents that were too hard on their kids was they did it in hypocrisy. They were hard on their kids about the things that they didn't like, but they accommodated their own sin. What are you doing dating that guy? I don't know, dad. Why are you watching porn? Severe consequences for the daughter, nothing for you. Those are the kids who walk away because you were too harsh. You were too harsh in the midst of hypocrisy. If you aren't hypocritical, you can be just about as harsh as you want. I'm not saying overboard and stupid. I'm talking about harsh, today's harsh wasn't, you know, talking about climate change, what we have now is harsh change. <laughs> well, it was harsh 15 years ago. is extremely harsh today. You ever read Jesus talking to people? He'd be kicked out of most churches for not being Christ-like. Sure, I'll finish with this. Worship team, you guys make your way, but don't start playing until I, until I, give, you the, until I give you the sign. <laughs> and don't play funeral music <laughs> I want to finish with this Set of Revelation chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 I'm actually finishing here it's 2.14 I'm going to get you out of here you'll be out of here by 12.20 2- 12.14 not 2.14 you'll be out of here by 12.20 is that good? all right how many of y'all like to stay longer? I love you guys. You are a fantastic church. You're a fantastic people. You're willing to come in here and get whacked over the face every day, every Sunday with a baseball bat, which is all that I, that's all I like. I like churches that make me uncomfortable. I like to be challenged. I like, the, I like my stomach being in a little bit of knots before the service. I like that. That's what, I wouldn't go to any other church. I'm not here to be sedated. I'm here to be changed. Amen. Amen. So I'll close with these two verses out of Revelation chapter two, verses four and five, speaking to the church at Ephesus. And this is a warning to people like you and me. Whoops. I said you and me. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Everybody got it, right? Now, why am I saying that to you and I? Because here's the thing. We're not here to represent conservatism. The answer to America, the answer to this world, is not the Republican Party or conservatism. That's what happened to the church at Ephesus. He loved how they hated evil. They did, like we do. And we're not the church at Ephesus, but people like us have to watch out. That only thing, let your yes be yes and your no be no, make sure that the only thing in your life is not just no's. I'm against this. I'm against that. And you should be, but there should be yeses too. We're not going to win this generation by turning them into Republicans. And if you do turn them into Republicans, what does that gain them to gain the whole world and lose their own soul? Amen. Most Republicans are going to die and go straight to hell. It's the truth. So we have to watch being, you know what? We're the, par- we're the, we're the party. We're the group. We're the segment of society that is against everything. We have to be the church that is for the Holy Spirit and the move of the Holy Spirit that wants to win the lost. That doesn't mean lying to the lost. That doesn't mean accommodating the lost. That says, you know what? Yes, we stand against your sin. We we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're offering you the same redemption that we have. That's what we have to do. So we have to be careful not to turn into a bunch of people who are trying to win people to the Constitution. That doesn't do anything. Yes, America is the good. It's 1217. I promised you, 1220. I'm watching the clock. We're going, to, we're going to stand up, we're going to, you know, look to the left, look to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, 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 and we're going to walk out of here in just a second. I promise you. I promise you. But let's make sure that we are a spiritual people, that even the people that we theologically, ideologically, philosophically oppose know the solution that we offer and that's redemption in the blood of the lamb. Amen? Amen. Told you, stand with me. Aaron, you're perfect, he knows me. Like the back of his hand, he knows me. Told you be quick, every hand in the air, every hand in the air. Let me pray over you. Lord, for my brothers and sisters in this room, I'm praying over you right now, for my brothers and sisters in this room. Even those that aren't yet, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, if they call me their pastor, their pastor's praying over them. They call me their friend, their brother, or just the person that they're seeing on a stage. I pray over them right now. Lord, I pray your blessings upon each and every person in this room. I pray, I pray your prosperity, your healing where it is needed. I pray the joy of the Lord, which is our strength upon each and every person. I pray a happy life upon them, a great marriage, a great job, prosperity an expansion of faith, and an expelling of unbelief. I pray that upon each and every person in this room. Now every hand in the air, for them from this Sunday to the next, we pray. I'm not being religious with this. You may think, Tom, you do this every week. I mean it every week, that this will be the greatest week of your life. I'm not kidding you. The greatest week of your life. Lord, I pray right now that you would open up doors this week. I pray that you would close doors this week. I pray that you would unleash the promises of God upon each and every person in this room. Bring forth divine appointments, divine open doors. Bring them forth this week. Bring joy, bring encouragement, bring faith this week to each and every person in this room so that we can say, that this, this week, starting on this July 17th of 2022 was the greatest week of my life. I pray this prophetically in Jesus' mighty name and the church shouts, amen and amen. I love you all. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person are watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord, and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins, and I now turn from them, and I give you my life from this day on, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.